Welcome to the Church of St. Dunstan in Mineola, Texas. The following audio is a rebroadcast from Sunday, September the 3rd, 2023, the 14th Sunday after Pentecost. Our message today is delivered by Mother Cynthia Moore. Readings for today's service come from Jeremiah chapter 15, verses 15 through 21, Psalm chapter 26, verses 1 through 8, Romans chapter 12, verses 9 through 21, in Matthew chapter 16, verses 21 through 28. Our first reading is from the book of Jeremiah, beginning at the 15th chapter, verses 15 through 21. O Lord, you know, remember me and visit me, and bring down retribution for me on my persecutors. In your forbearance, do not take me away, Know that on your account I suffer insult. Your words were found, and I ate them, and your words became to me a joy and the delight of my heart. For I am called by your name, O Lord, God of hosts. I did not sit in the company of merrymakers, nor did I rejoice under the weight of your hand I sat alone. For you had filled me with indignation, why is my pain unceasing, my wound incurable, refusing to be healed? Truly, you are to me like a deceitful brook, like waters that fail. Therefore, thus says the Lord, If you turn back, I will take you back, and you shall stand before me. If you utter what is precious, and not what is worthless. You shall serve me as my mouth. It is they who will turn to you, not you who will turn to them. And I will make you to this people a fortified wall of bronze. They will fight against you, but they shall not prevail over you. For I am with you to save you and deliver you, says the Lord. I will deliver you out of the hand of the wicked and redeem you from the grasp of the ruthless. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Please join with me in full verse together, Psalm 1, Psalm 616. Um, thank you. I'm, I'm going to start over. <laughs> Please join me in reading the entire Psalm 26, found on page 616, verses 1 through 8. Give judgment for me, O Lord, for I have lived with integrity. I have trusted in the Lord and have not faltered. Test me, O Lord, and try me. Examine my heart and my mind. For your love is before my eyes. I have walked faithfully with you. I have not sat with the worthless, nor do I consort with the deceitful. I have hated the company of evildoers. I will not sit down with the wicked. I will wash my hands in innocence, O Lord, that I may go in procession around your altar, singing aloud a song of thanksgiving, and recounting all your wonderful deeds. 
Lord, I love the house in which you dwell, and the place where your glory abides. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Our second reading is from Romans 12, 9 through 21. Let love be genuine, hate what is evil, hold fast to what is good, love one another with mutual affection, outdo one another in showing honor, do not lag in zeal, be ardent in spirit, serve the Lord. <coughs> Rejoice in hope, be patient in suffering, Persevere in prayer. Contribute to the needs of the saints. Extend hospitality to strangers. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse them. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty but associate with the lowly. Do not claim to be wiser than you are. Do not repay anyone evil for evil, but take thought for what is noble in the sight of all. If it is possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. Beloved, never avenge yourselves but leave room for the wrath of God. For it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. No, if your enemies are hungry, feed them. If they are thirsty, give them something to drink. For by doing this you will heap burning coals on their heads. <coughs> Do not be overcome by evil but overcome evil with good. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks. The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Matthew. Glory to you, Lord Christ. Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and undergo great suffering at the hands of the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed, and on the third day be raised. And Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him, saying, God forbid it, Lord, this must never happen to you. But he turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me, for you are setting your mind not on divine things, but on human things. Then Jesus told his disciples, If anyone, any want to become my followers, let them deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For those who want to save their life will lose it, and those who lose their life for my sake will find it. For what will it profit them if they gain the whole world but profit for their life? Or what will they give in return for their life? For the Son of Man is not to come with his angels in the glory of his Father, and then he will repay everyone for what has been done. For truly I tell you, there are some standing here who will not taste death before they see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. The gospel of the Lord. 
Praise to you, Lord Christ. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. Well, good morning again, everybody. Good to see you all here. I was reading the Gospel this week, and what came to mind was a video that actually uh, my husband Jonathan had showed me a while back. It's a series of videos, and they're called Sounds Like a Great Idea, What Could Possibly Go Wrong? <laughs> and it is all about doing things with the best of intentions, and yet having everything go wrong. The first one I saw was a problem with used tires. They were filling up the dump. Nobody had any idea what to do with them. Somebody had a great idea. Take the tires, dump them in the ocean, and build a coral reef for the sheep. I mean, for the fish. <laughs> that would be interesting. Yes, that would be the first thing wrong. <laughs> for the fish. Um, so they dumped these tires into the water. They built the coral. Problem is, they found out tires are round. Tires roll. And they rolled. And they fell down. And they broke the coral that was already there. Tires also are made of um, rubber. And they emit gases. Yeah, leeches things, you know, leeches out. So then, not only were they ruining the coral that was already there, they were gassing the poor fish as they were there. So then again, sounds like a great idea, what, with the best of intentions, what could possibly go wrong? There's another one about a park, a medical building, and this is actually in, um, I think it's in Houston, the medical park in Houston. They had some beautiful trees. And they loved those trees, and it was a great place to walk around. But there were lots of, lots of birds in those trees. And the birds were pooping a lot. And people didn't like being pooped on. So what was the idea? To net the trees. So they netted the trees. What a great idea. What could possibly go wrong? Well, the birds didn't come. That's true. Nobody got pooped on. But what came instead? The caterpillars. And this happened to be a type of caterpillar that would cause radiating pain, vomiting, and fever, and was especially harsh on people that might be vulnerable. For instance, people going to a hospital. <laughs> Great intention. What could possibly go wrong? A third one I found was with Barbara Streisand. She had a house on a cliff, and somebody had made a video of her, not her house, but of the cliff that the house sat upon. And the reason for the video was to tell people about erosion and how it was coming, cutting back on the hill and the cliff was being cut back. Barbara got very annoyed that the world saw her house. So she sued. Prior to her lawsuit, 
six or seven people had seen her house. You can only imagine how many people saw it after the lawsuit. They said, I think it was about 400,000 people saw the house, and quite a lot of them actually downloaded the picture. And it actually began, she, poor Barbara lost her case, she had to pay the legal fees, and everybody knew her house. And it's bringing unwanted attention, and it actually, it's called the Streisand effect, I guess now, where you just don't want to bring unwanted attention to something <clears throat> through uh, publicity. Now, why am I bringing this up? Because poor Peter today shows us he has the best of intentions. What could possibly go wrong? And I think Jesus had brought them in, the disciples in, further into his story, describing that he will suffer, he will die, and he will be resurrected. Because just moments earlier, Peter was the shining disciple who had told him, yes, you are the Son of Man, you are the Messiah, the living God. And Jesus was ecstatic at this. But here he is suddenly saying, no, you can't tell them this. This is horrible. And what he's doing is, he's acting kind of like the campaign manager. You know, we can't go out there telling that the Messiah is going to be killed and die. That's just not right. People won't believe you anymore. Well, Christ's rebuke is harsh and it is fierce. Get behind me, Satan, he says. And these are the words Jesus used already in Matthew 4 when he was being tempted by the devil. And the devil had promised him the world, the kingdom. He says, all you have to do is bow down to me, and all of this will be yours. He says, all these I will give you if you will fall down and worship me. Jesus says to him, away with you, Satan, for it is written, the Lord your God, and serve only him. But how quickly we can move from knowing the right path and then suddenly diving into darkness. And this isn't so much to scare you, but if it does, okay. Um, but it's always good to be sure to pay attention to where you're going and what you're thinking about before you actually take the action. The problem is, as Jesus explained, Peter was setting his mind on human things. Jesus wants Peter's mind on the divine, the way God sees the world. Paul tells us, do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Do not meet the level of someone else. Bring them to the level of God. And he, Jesus explains it this way. If anyone wants to become my followers, let them deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. Jesus asks us to look beyond the human image of how the world is ordered, but to look how it could be ordered and how we can play a part in that order. The Christian life is one that sees a way of patience, love, and understanding, and a way of not becoming evil or giving in to some things because so many others are doing it. N.T. Wright, the theologian extraordinaire, I will say, 
um, says, when we refuse to take revenge and deliberately rid ourselves of the desire for it, we are taking responsibility, at least for our own mental and emotional health. We live our lives and refuse to let others hurt us or determine the direction of our lives. We can, with God's help, control our feelings, our, our emotions, and our reactions. So what we see in Peter when he tells Jesus not to speak the way he does, he is perhaps thinking of protecting Jesus. But perhaps it's more out of fear that this type of an end would certainly destroy any notion of Jesus being the Son of Man, the Son of God, the Messiah, the living God. And that just won't do for Peter. But this is much like solving the problem of a house being photographed. Leaving it and letting it go may have garnered the better result in that maybe a total of 10 people would have seen the house at, at, at all. But this kind of exacerbated because he created an argument that wasn't there. Jesus is the one to listen to. We don't contradict Jesus. Peter didn't take the time to see how the game played out and instead rushes to a proposed solution. And when the authorities thought a tire reef would solve the issue, they didn't take time to experiment with one tire. No, they dumped about two million tires into the ocean. Be thoughtful, be courteous. Don't push back in the same fashion that you are treated. Peter was asked to be the example for others. You are called by God to be a living member of the world God created, to be the one to strive back towards that Garden of Eden. Paul says what a noble sight it would be for us all to behave that way. Our world is an amazing place, one in which a tree may grow, in which a caterpillar may live, but it is culled by the birds so that the tree is pruned and people are not harmed. It is a beautiful, delicate balance. Our part in that world is to keep that balance, to understand why the birds are there and their part in a park of trees. Like the birds for the park, we can tip the balance in a world often confused between earthly desires and divine needs. We live on this earth and have very human needs food, shelter, clothing, connectivity, and relations and love. But above all, we have God with us, and God is our divine right to, is our lightning rod to watch. And Jeremiah reminds us, the Lord says, I am with you to save and deliver you. So remember that in times of trouble, or when you're trying to make decisions. The Lord is always with you, and he has those answers for you. Pray and be with God all the time.